Hello and welcome. I'm Tom from the kiteboardingcoach.com. Okay, today I'm going to be talking about the board start, the holy grail of kite surfing. Um, it's uh, the bit that everyone kind of rushes a bit too quickly to get to, and of course, it is loads of fun. We all love to get up on the board, but you kind of need, you've got to get there. So, um, I'm going to ramble on uh, uh, for as little as possible about uh, about the board start because I know that there's many ways to do it, um, many ways to uh, to teach it. Um, I've been teaching for 10 years now. Wow, how it's flown by. And uh, I've helped whew, maybe, I, I don't know, but maybe a thousand people. Anyway, so I've kind of got a good idea of, of what to do, what not to do, what works and what doesn't work. Uh, in my humble opinion. So the first thing to to get you up on the board is you've got to get through the process of flying the kite. You need to be unconsciously competent, meaning you don't know that you know how to fly the kite. And the way that you do that is practice. There's many people say, oh, what am I doing wrong? How's this going? Like, Why am I not doing this? I don't understand. And it's like, You've just got to, you've just got to do it. There comes that paralysis analysis where you can be um, over almost information overload, and you, it's just too much to think about. Obviously, you need to understand it, but you really um, want to be able to fly the kite without looking at the kite. That's one important thing. So, on your lessons, uh, make sure that you are able to fly the kite with one hand. You're able to have your to not crash the kite unless you're doing something different. Um, a good, really good tip that I give to all my students is you can look at the lines. You don't have to stare at the kite. So many um, people are staring so much at the kite that you kind of lose orientation of where the of where you're at. Like um, you're spinning around, blah blah blah. So if you look at the lines then you can tell, so the kite is at 12 o'clock, the lines in front of you point to 12. If the kite's at 10 o'clock, then you the lines point to 10 o'clock. You don't have to crook your neck back and stare up in the sky, and then you have a can't see what's in front of you. So I think that's a really good tip, is to look at the lines, and uh, then you're not always staring at the kite. And also it saves your eyes, because the kite is generally somewhere near the sun, so you don't always have to look at it. You can still be aware of it. But if you're flying your kite uh, regularly, if you've like had several lessons and you've got a power kite, which is always a good idea to, to have a power kite, it, then you can fly it and it's natural. You're not thinking about it and, uh, and it all becomes into your muscle memory. So, yeah, you've got to get to that stage. Other things you need to get to before you get to the boards, you need to be able to body drag. You need to be able to recover your board. Um, we call it upwind body dragging. I don't agree with that. It's called um, board recovery. And it's where you fly your kite with one hand, have the other hand off. You don't try to get upwind because then you can um, get dragged downwind. You bring your kite low and you square your chest off, keep your head above the water so it's nice and comfortable. You're not, if you, I've seen so many people, they're trying to get upwind, they swallow loads of water, it's a horrible experience, and, uh, and they crash the kite. So keep your kite low, learn how to fly your kite with one hand, um, put your hand near the center, uh, I teach if you pull the bar in, the kite goes up. If you push the bar away, the kite goes down. And uh, you can sit on the beach and practice that. It's a really easy thing. 
So once you can recover your board, and a quick um, tip about board recovery is you've got to go away from your board to get to your board. It's like counterintuitive. So you have um, so many people, they just do a short distance. They go five meters and then change direction, and then they're being dragged downwind. You go across the wind for quite a long way, and you have faith that your board is blow being blown downwind. And you are able then to uh, to get back to your board. You, your board kind of comes to you. That's the uh, that's the big takeaway from that one. So yeah, the other good tip to do is you need to um, once you have done all your safety and you know you're in the right place. And I'll do do another separate safety uh, podcast soon. But once you've um, you've got those skills, you can uh, fly your kite. You know how to body drag. You know how to upwind body drag. Um, then you've You've got to get yourself to the point. We call it, uh, um, <laughs> someone called it starfishing. And uh, it's where you uh, have your kite at 12 and you don't have a board on your feet. And you just point your feet directly downwind. And you practice keeping your body pointing downwind by using your hands as um, uh, paddles. You put your hands in the middle, keep your kite at 12, and it's a great exercise um, to, to, to learn because, and to practice because you're becoming unconsciously competent. Um, I always bang on about this very quickly. Um, so you've got the four levels. You've got unconsciously incompetent, which is you don't know that you don't know. It always makes me laugh. Um, and we're, we're all there in something in our life. Um, then you've got uh, consciously incompetent, which is where you know that you don't know. And then you've got um, co um, consciously competent, which is you know that you know. So you're thinking about everything. And that's where most people are with their kite surfing is they're at that stage. I, I, I liken it to internet bandwidth. You're using your full brain capacity to think about everything that you're doing. Actually, that's why you get really tired learning kite surfing because your your brain, I think, uses the most carbohydrates in your body and it's working overtime. Like, what do I do? Where's the kite? Where's the board? Uh, there's so many variables, it seems, at first. It's like, wow, what a, what a crazy, complicated thing this kite surfing is. I'm never going to do it. But stick with it because it doesn't take long before you get to the level four, which is unconsciously competent, which is where you don't know that you know. So it's like keeping the kite at 12, your hand is automatically doing it while you put your board on. And I always say it takes about 20 goes for you to even get anywhere near ready to, to start understanding the board start. Um, once you're there, you've got that basic kite flying skills, or sorry, advanced kite, surfing, uh, kite flying skills. And then you sit back in the water, you can steady yourself and because you always need to be pointing downwind. If you're pointing slightly to the left, slightly to the right, it's just never going to work because then the wind window's not in the right place. So you'll be trying to stand up and you won't have enough power. Or if you spin around and you do stand up, you're just going to fall straight over. So having your back to the wind is the reason why you need to um, practice this uh, starfishing technique, which is without the board facing, a, uh, I think, um, the what do they call it in the IKO? They've got, um, I can't remember now. There's many, so many ways to teach it. Uh, oh, steady pull, they call it. And uh, the BKSA do it slightly differently. Um, they don't do the steady pull. And this, it's where you're just kind of body dragging on your bum, 
but keeping yourself facing downwind. Personally, I think the best way is the 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 sitting down you relax you bring your feet up so you're floating like a starfish i don't know <laughs> if starfish float but uh, made me laugh anyway the um the the trick is is if you start spinning to the left you take your right hand off and you use it as a paddle like a scoop and you scoop to the right scoop to the right and that brings your body back and then you put your hand back on the bar and you chill out until you start spinning and if you spin slightly to the left sorry slightly to the right then you take your left hand off and then you scoop like a paddle and you bring yourself your feet to face downwind and your kite is always at 12 so it's a, it's you're using two skills keeping your kite at 12 by putting your hand in the bar using minimum effort and that develops that unconscious competence so you kind of don't know that you know and then when you get the board on your feet then you're not thinking it's kind of instinctive to steady yourself and uh, keep the kite at 12. Okay so let's assume you've done all of that and you're now on your board and you're um, uh, ready to go so getting the board on can sometimes be quite a disaster as well it's it only really happens when you're learning and once you've got it again it becomes a habit and then you just do it and you have to do it at least 20 times at least before you kind of develop that habit so when you put the board on what you want to do is not pull on the bar and so many people they focus putting the board on that they pull on the bar and then the kite um, either moves and then they get twisted round and then they crash and it's like oh my god this is really difficult so you've got to learn how to put the board on um, without pulling on the bar and once you get it you've got it I always say stick to the same procedure of putting your board on so whether that there's loads of ways to do it I like to teach with um, hold your right hand on the bar near the center never over the the um, d-power rope um, because you can you can pinch your fingers in there and you have less control but very close to the power rope and then you take your left hand off hold your board handle and then you sit back in the water um, so you're floating or one foot is is off and then you put your right you put the board across put your right foot in first and then you let go of the of the handle and you can hold the back of the board and then put your left foot in and then once you're in the board then you can just relax get used to that now the big the really big tip here is to start slowly um, so many people think I'm just gonna ride off and ride and ride and ride that's cool and people do that you know one in a uh, hundred people just get it and ride off but it's very rare <laughs> very very rare um, what happens most of the time is people kind of get up after some crashes, get going, and then it all ends up in a big kind of uh, crash, and then they crash the kite, and then they've got to relaunch it, and then you've lost time, and you've lost some confidence. So to get around all of that, the goal is, is you have, you're sat in the water, you've got your knees bent, and you're, you're up like a little ball, and you bring your kite back to the opposite direction you're going, to either 1 o'clock or to 11 o'clock. And then you pull your bar in, usually about halfway is good. Um, and you want a little bit of power because if you have too little power, then you've got to dive the kite lots in order to stand up. 
And what I've found with my students is if they've got too little power because they've not got the bar pulled in enough, that means they've got to move the kite twice as much. And therefore, that, that increases the chances that they're going to crash the kite because they've got to think about it so much. Whereas I find is if you have uh, a, a good amount of power, you actually have to move the kite less to generate enough power and then there's less chance of crashing the kite. So I, I really think it's good to have a bit of power and if you've got good kite flying skills and your instructors, you've spent some time flying the kite, you shouldn't be scared of that power because you know that if you throw the kite too hard into the power zone, dive it really hard, you're going to go flying. And everyone does it, like it's all part of the learning process. Once or twice, you're going to go over the front and uh, and crash it. Everyone does it. It's just how it is. But to minimise the chance of that, uh, or because if you're flying like Superman or Superwoman every time you go, then it just you're just going to lose confidence, lose time, crash kites. So the the plan is is to build that power gradually. So you sat back, your boards on your feet, your um, legs are bent. And then you take the kite back to one o'clock, pull the bar in about halfway. Then you pull on the left. Let's say you're going to the left. So then you pull on the left. And then as you pull on the left and the kite moves down towards the power zone, that's when you'll feel a little pull from the kite. Now, you really want to do this gently to start off. It's better that you're, you're just, there's not enough power. So as you feel that little pull, then you can lean forwards and stand up. Now, it's lots of instructors teach this differently. Someone I love listening to instructors. I was the head instructor for a few years, about four years actually, um, in Cape Town in Greece. And I love listening to other instructors because everyone, we can all improve our technique. And there's so many great ways to explain things. And there's no way is right or wrong. Some are more effective than others. But yeah, I love shadowing other instructors, not just to check up on them, but because I steal all their their cool sayings and how they explain it. It's, it's a, a really wonderful sport in that way. So one guy said, um, think about it as standing up from a chair. So you're sat down in a chair. And when you, you get up out of a chair, you lean forwards and you stand up. Now, when you stand up, you don't want to stand up and be stiff like a board and have your legs locked out because you're just going to fall over. You're just going to go over the front. If you watch kite surfers, and I really recommend watching kite surfers, watch that they, they, the legs are bent all the time. To get upwind, uh, you do straighten your front leg, but it's good not to straighten the whole front leg, but that's a whole other podcast. But my point is that you don't have to stand up into this position of straight front leg and bent back leg uh, because at the moment your goal is just to ride a meter or two. That's it. And it's much better to stay low, just like a surfer is uh, teach, teaches you when you stand up, stay low. So then your, uh, um, your center of gravity is lower. It's a bit easier. Um, so yeah, your goal is you just want to ride a meter or two and come, and here's the big one, to a controlled stop. So how do you stop? Really important that your instructor goes through stopping before you, um, and you need to explain it back to your instructor and have it clear in your mind how to stop. And stopping's really easy. 
you bring your kite back to 12, push your bar out, sit back in the water. Now the really cool thing about controlled coming to a controlled stop is it builds your confidence. If every time you go off and you stand up and you ride for five or six or seven or eight meters and then crash, then that is not cool. Um, it's gonna happen, but if you keep doing it, then yeah, it's not so much fun. You're wasting time having to relaunch kites. By the way, if you do crash your kite a lot, there is always a positive. And the positive is that you become an expert in relaunching your kite. And you need to be an expert in relaunching your kite. So even if you've spent most of your lessons learning to relaunch kites, um, that's good. It's not a bad thing. It's good to know, I'm sure instructors have told you this, but that you that light wind, it's really difficult to uh, relaunch kites. Um, so if you're struggling to relaunch your kite, it's if it's light wind, kind of like 12 knots, 12 to 15 knots, it's not easy. Um, there is a technique, you have to be gentle, and it comes. But if it's 20 knots, it's easy. If it's 20 odd knots, then yeah, it's much easier. So back to the board start. So, okay, we're sat in the water. We've got our back to our wind. We've steadied ourselves. We're got the board on, we're scrunched up like a ball, we bring the kite back to, let's say we're going to our left, we take the kite to one o'clock, we pull the bar in, we pull on the left side of the bar, not too much, we dive the kite into the power zone, and then as we feel that pull, we're gonna stand up from the chair, we're gonna lean forwards, we're gonna stand up, and as we stand up, we're gonna stay low, and then as soon as you stand up, then bring the kite back to 12 and sit back down again. This is really useful because it's practice. Lots of people get frustrated and go, oh, why, why am I not, something's not happening, blah, blah, blah. It's generally because you're, you've got to practice to kite surf. Like no matter how good your instructor is, no matter how good you are at taking those instructions, You've got to budget for time to, to your brain might understand it, but your body's got to follow. And these things um, take, like there's a lot going on in just a few seconds. So you just need that time to process it all, for your body to process it all. So coming to a controlled stop is key. Now, here comes the really cool part, <laughs> is as soon as you've stopped and you've ridden one meter, and you stood up just for a, like half a second and sat back down again, then go the other way. And working your not so strong side is really clever because you've got to do it. Like in, in kite surfing, everyone um, has a not so strong side. And the, the nice thing is if you think of other board sports like skateboarding, surfing, snowboarding, riding on your not so strong side is not easy. And it's not like I try to ride a skateboard by um, uh, pushing off with my other foot and, uh, and I find it really difficult. But the nice thing with kite surfing is it's, I think, the easiest sport, board sport, to ride it's switch, fakey, whatever you want to call it, in the opposite direction, your less strong side, because you're not really doing anything. You don't have to turn or do anything. We're just riding across the wind. That's it. it kite surfing is actually pretty simple. Um, you bring your kite down to the right and you follow your kite by going to the right. Another little tip, lots of people don't bring their kite low enough 
so therefore they don't get that sidewards pull. We're not, we don't want to be pulled up into the sky. We might do when we're learning to jump, but we want to be pulled across the water. So the kite needs to be low to pull you across the water. So when you move your kite, when you do your board start, kite needs to come quite low, at least down to 45 degrees. And then as you stand up from the chair, lean forward, stand up from the chair, bring the kite um, back up to 12, sit back down, then go the other way. Do it the opposite way. So take the kite to the left to 11 o'clock. Um, get back into position. Okay, so very quickly, just to share, you've got to reset after every attempt. Because what a lot of people, what a lot of students do is they try to keep going, but they've lost their position. Like they're not facing downwind they're now facing to the left or facing to the right or their kite's not at 12. It's really handy to know that if you stand, you don't stand up, there's not enough power, rather than keep going, just stop, reset, compose yourself, get yourself back to um, the position that you need to be in in order to start. It's a bit like a, a game. You have, to, you have to go back to level one after every attempt if you get killed by the baddie. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a good uh, metaphor, but yeah, so you need to get back to kite at 12, legs bent and, uh, and facing downwind. And just, you need to check what's downwind of you as well. <laughs> safety comes first. Um, I'll do a, a uh, I think I've done a safety um, podcast, but yeah, it's really good to, uh, to know that two kite line lengths downwind of you um, you need to uh, check just in case no one's in front of you I'm assuming that you've had your lessons and you know this but uh, it's good to be reminded okay so we're now um, back to the position with kite at 12 we're going to go we've just ridden one meter to our left and we've now sat back down so we take the kite back to 11 o'clock we pull the bar in about halfway now we dive the kite to our right, and now as we feel that pull, we lean forwards, we extend our legs, and we actually stand up. We don't stand up all the way, we keep our legs bent, and then as we stand up, we bring our kite back to 12 and sit back down. Easy. So what stage you're getting to, the goal that you want to get to, as a, as a learner, as someone who's learning to board start, is that you're not crashing your kite every single time you get up um, on the board. Um, like I said, it, j it just knocks your confidence and wastes time. Uh, well, sorry, no time is wasted because you become an expert in relaunching. But yeah, once you've done that, you really want to get to the point where you're not crashing your kite. Even if you fall off your board, that's okay. Um, even if you go over the front, that's okay. The goal of the exercise is just to practice keeping your kite in the sky. Um, there's, if you watch kite surfers who are kite surfing, how often do they crash the kite? Uh, never. Not unless they are doing trying something new. So you've got to get to the stage where you can confidently keep the kite in the sky. Then, after you've practiced getting up and sitting back down, getting up and sitting back down, inevitably, you're going to ride a little bit further and a little bit further, and a little bit further, and you're just going to get there a lot quicker, because you're not crashing the kite, so therefore you're just getting up, ride at two meters, and then kite back to 12, sit back down, ride in the other direction, 
And the other thing that's really good is then if you just spend your whole session working on your left-hand side, then you've got to go back and learn your right-hand side. And it, again, it takes longer. Um, so it's really wise, really sensible to, um, to work on both sides right from the beginning. And here's another tip, is that if you do that, then actually you're not going downwind so much. What happens in kiting is when you start, as I'm sure lots of you know, you don't come back to where you start from. You are going downwind while you're practicing and you're not riding back upwind. So there's a lot of walking uh, involved. The luxury way of learning is from a boat uh, or on a downwinder. Um, but most people in most locations will have to walk back upwind. I think it's good because when you're walking back upwind, you have to learn to be unconsciously competent at flying the kite and walking back upwind with your kite. And your instructor should help you to do that because it's good for you to have that water time or that kite flying time of walking backwards with your, with your kite yourself because you're going to have to do it a lot on your own on the beach when you're... Um, independent, fully independent. We, we don't have someone to, that gives us our kite when we get on the water. We have to um, we have to walk around with it ourselves. So it's good to walk back upwind, but you'll do a little bit less walking back upwind if you're doing a start to your left, stop, and then a start to your right, stop, and then a start to your left, stop, um, and you're just maximising your time. So uh, what to take away from this podcast? Um, I would say build the power slowly, um, make sure that you just aim to keep the kite in the sky, just aim for one metre, come to a controlled stop and then go in the opposite direction, aim for one metre, go to a controlled stop and keep practising that and budget for some frustration, budget for a few falls, make sure you practise safe kite surfing, uh, make sure you get some lessons from a qualified instructor and uh, get in contact with me if there's anything I can do to help. Um, send me a message, send me a video. Um, I'll help to give you my opinion. Um, check out my free ebook. Go to the website, um, thekiteboardingcoach.com. Send any videos you've got to Tom at thekiteboardingcoach.com. And check out my um, coaching holidays uh, that I'm doing this year, 2018, to Portugal. Um, not for c complete learners, but I can recommend you. Uh, several different schools for you to go to no matter where you are in the world but if you're kind of up and riding just about staying upwind or into uh, want to learn some freestyle or want to learn wave kite surfing then uh, yeah check out the website hope you've enjoyed it thanks for listening and see you soon see you on the water